Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce Video and Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and Managing Partner of Cordell and Cordell. And as always, we want to continue to bring you the latest information uh, in terms of COVID-19 and how it's affecting family law across the board before, during, and after divorce. And as always, uh, as I indicate in my podcast, uh, this cannot be taken as legal advice and not an attorney-client relationship as a result. Keep in mind that, again, your facts, your circumstances are always unique, different, and they certainly would likely alter anything we discuss in terms of uh, tips and, and education. So this is really for you to take some notes and, and to go seek the advice of an attorney in your area. As we have offices around the country, uh, you certainly can contact us at 866-DADS-LAW or find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. We're available via telephone, virtual consults, and in person where appropriate and where allowed, but keeping in mind health and safety for yourself and for Cordell and Cordell, that's the utmost priority. So today, uh, as we've continued to bring you uh, Cordell and Cordell attorneys from around the country, I'm joined by Jeffrey up in Michigan. Welcome. Good morning, Scott. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks. Uh, you know, it's one of the things we always intro uh, when we try to bring in attorneys from states that we haven't talked to in a while, particularly in Michigan. Uh, early on was what I would refer to as maybe as a hot spot. You know, always saw it on the news, like with New York or Connecticut or sometimes California or Florida. Uh, kind of walk guys that are listening and watching right now. What's the status of the courts? You know, we're almost 11 weeks in probably now into the COVID-19 and the pandemic and the shutdown. What's happening on the ground with the court system? We just always hear it's closed, but what can guys do right now in the court system in Michigan? Well, it, it kind of varies county by county, depending on where you live. Um, some are more open than others. Um, as this process has gone on longer than I think anybody initially thought it would, um, the courts have slowly been um, realizing that we're going to need new normal in terms of offering Zoom hearings, which is video conferencing or telephonic hearings. Some of the um, less crowded court systems uh, further up north in the state, I've heard, have done in-person hearings. Um, but in the metro Detroit area and the Grand Rapids area and the lower half where it's more populated, um, most of the courts have switched to kind of a, a Zoom uh, telephone hearing thing. Um, and depending on the nature of your hearing, um, they're more willing to hear it if it's an emergency or a personal protection matter. Um, if it's kind of a, a uh, less important motion and, and just normal squabbling, uh, they might be a little more reluctant or, or schedule you further out. You know, it's good news because many times guys just have sat around doing nothing and they need to take action. You know, we talk about almost every week, nearly almost every day, the 40 million unemployed over time, you know, we're leveling out at 22 million guys unemployed and they feel like they can't take action because they've been told in the media that everything's shut down. And so even with e-filing and, and even though uh, some things aren't being heard as rapidly as they would pre-COVID-19. I think it's important. We talked about it as being one of the mistakes guys make is just really in action, is taking action, getting in line, getting in the queue. You know, and, and I think it's a good entree as we talk about that, is to really how to further your case. And I think that's important to talk about because let's just assume guys take action, right? And maybe there's a small delay. Uh, they're filing for divorce or modification. Um, or there may be a large delay, but I guess the question in the topic we want to talk about today is how do guys further their case during COVID-19? Um, and I would assume first and foremost, 
because there's so many variances across the states and you know cities and counties and there's different guidelines uh, I'd imagine you're going to recommend that guys go and check their local court rules to see what's going on in terms of Zoom hearings and in-person hearings, because that varies widely, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the first step is check to see what your local court is doing. Um, what's happening in one part of the state doesn't really affect you. It, it matters what your court is doing. Um, and, and you touched on a good point, uh, not sitting around. Um, all the courts are accepting e-filings that I'm familiar with. Um, they've kind of adapted in that sense. A lot of family uh, filings weren't accepted electronically until this COVID uh, shutdown has kind of pushed that into gear. So even if some of the courts aren't hearing things right now or they're scheduling you a couple months out, um, like you said, get in the queue, uh, talk to an attorney, and you can always file things just to make sure that it's on deck and you're ready to go uh, when the court is willing to hear you. Yeah, I mean, not only that, I think um, during the uh, virtual town hall we talked about, or one point of five stupidest mistakes guys make during COVID-19 and this inaction, uh, you know, and then they file. I think of the mistakes we see, uh, there's plenty of opportunity. And then just the thinking that let's wait until the court system opens. So you, you can advance your case even when the courts are closed and, and actually get your case ready so that when you're called in court, you can say, yeah, Judge, we're ready, unlike other cases that may be to made the mistake of doing nothing. And so maybe one of the examples would be um, doing discovery, right? You could do discovery early on and get kind of your ducks in a row, gather the evidence, don't you think? Yeah, I, that's a good way to stay active and, and push your case forward because um, until you know what the other side has and until they know what you have, you can't get into serious um, discussions for settlement, you need to kind of have all the cards on the table um, to realize what you're arguing over. Um, and, and waiting till things reopen to start doing discovery is only going to set you back even further. Um, if you get that all done, um, you can even push your case forward with, with settlement talks before the courts reopen, um, rather than just kind of sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Um, because when the courts do reopen, if you haven't done anything on your case, the judge is going to be upset. Yeah, especially with the, the backlogs you're going to be fa facing and you don't want to risk upsetting the judge over something you, you have control over. Yeah, and, the, and we, we talk about discovery and I know it becomes overwhelming. We use these legal terms, things that you and I are used to every day and we know exactly what we're talking about. But it really is uh, questions that you can send to the other side. It's requests for documents that you can get. Uh, things that you really need in order to properly evaluate and prosecute your divorce to make sure that you know the, the resolution is fair and equitable. And I think when we talk about documents, that would be the next thing I would tell clients. So you think is that, hey, this is a great time to start maybe saving some money on attorney's fees, doing some of the work yourself, you're sheltering in place, maybe go gather uh, bank documents, credit card statements, tax returns. You know, is that something you recommend? Yeah, I mean, it, it's always uh, a time saver if you can gather that stuff uh, yourself and present it to your attorney in a clean and, and understandable way. I mean, rather than just give a, a box of assorted documents. And now is the time to get your bank statements together and go back a, a year or two, depending on the, the circumstances of your case for, for bank statements, credit card statements, uh, tax returns are important. Um, if you've had any sort of appraisals done or, or, or business 
documents that could be relevant. It's best to gather all that, um, organize it and present it to your attorney. So if the other side does request it, you're not waiting another 28 days or, or whatever the discovery limits are in your jurisdiction for your attorney to turn over your documents. You can just kind of say, okay, here they are. What are we, what are we talking about? For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. Yeah, oftentimes I think during normal times, pre-COVID, uh, lives are busy. Uh, the clients are at work, they have family lives, they have social lives, you know, they, they're out and, and, and things get pushed to the wayside. That goes for the same for, for lawyers too. Their lawyers have other cases that, uh, you know, crowd their calendar and their day. And now when things are a little bit slower, this really is a wonderful opportunity to, to really focus, to hunker down, to talk about the file, that would be including, uh, I think, setting goals and then identifying witnesses, right? And, and maybe talking to witnesses. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's always a great idea to un understand what you want in your goals for, for this process. I mean, kind of just going with the flow and saying, I don't know whatever the court wants to give me or what have you can, can set you up for a, a bad um, case. It, it's best to know exactly what you want and what you're willing to settle for so that you kind of have some parameters on, on your realistic solutions. Um, and then two, in addition to your goals, you got to understand that the other side may not, for, for good reason, be willing to just give you what you want. So you have to prepare for the possibility of a trial. And the best way to do well at trial is have strong evidence, uh, whether that be documents or, or witness testimony. Um, if, if custody and parenting time are going to be the, the main issues in your case, there's nothing better than having third parties who are neutral, who can testify to your abilities as, as a parent, whether that be friends, family members, child therapists, or, or child teachers, or any other professionals that can give firsthand knowledge to your ability to parent your child or children. Yeah, Namansky, and then I think when we talk about all this time that we have, uh, I mean, we're busy, no doubt, but the point is, is we're in office busy uh, and not having to go back and forth to court with the courts closed. And, and we've talked about this before in our virtual town halls, and, and this, I think, opportunity, and I, I think you'll agree, is, is a great chance for clients to think about settlement and to put the parameters, and now that we've kind of walked through the uh, idea of discovery, the idea of gathering documents, talking to witnesses, now we have a good picture, uh, and now, you know, rather than wait on the court system to open up so you can run your case through or have a trial, you know, we talk to clients about, let's relook at our goals, let's do a cost-benefit analysis and say, is it more likely or more beneficial for us to think about, you know, revising our goals and offering a settlement matter and trying settlement? Don't you think, in, in during COVID, let's just engage and see what we can do in settlement? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to consider because that, that can move your, your case along. And if 
your goals and wants are, are similar to the other sides, there may be uh, a, a small enough gap to bridge and reach a resolution um, rather than just wait and, and risk it at trial. Um, it's better to have something you, you understand and can live with sometimes than, than rolling the dice at trial. And especially with uh, this shutdown, the big concern is even though there's deadlines on, on resolving your cases in Michigan, they try to resolve all of these divorce cases within a year of filing. Um, that could easily get pushed back because the courts have essentially been closed for, for two months and you don't want to take a, a long stressful process and, and kick it out longer if you have a realistic possibility of settling it short of trial. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're right. We talk about, you know, the, the matters being closed during COVID, you know, here in Missouri, it's always been the goal of, of trying to resolve things between eight and 12 months. But now that they're being closed, we don't know when they'll reopen. We're kind of preparing our clients for a 12 to 24 month period where, you know, that's what they may uh, face in, in doubling the amount of time. And so I guess that brings up also, if we talk about during COVID and not being in court, what would be the alternatives to court? And, you know, is there something else clients should be considering? Yeah, I mean, the, the two main alternatives are mediation and arbitration. Um, the difference being mediation isn't binding. The parties aren't forced to an agreement. The mediator won't give you an agreement. Um, whereas arbitration is essentially picking a, a, an attorney, a private attorney, to, to be your judge and make a binding decision. Um, if you go the arbitration route, your rights of appeal are somewhat limited. And, and even if the judge thinks completely different, you may not be able to have the judge make that decision because you've taken it out of the judge's hands. Um, but mediation is a, a first step of just uh, get the parties together, uh, work with a, a neutral third party mediator. Um, in Michigan, the mediators we use are generally attorneys who've been doing this for a number of years. They know the law and they know the judges and um, they're very good at facilitating discussions and getting the, the opposing parties to bridge the gaps. To reach a resolution. Yeah, I think that's key. And I, you know, we always talk, one of the things in every consult, when I meet with a client, I talk about formal mediation, which it, it works and it may be likely to work during COVID more than pre-COVID. But I always talk about informal mediation, meaning that, hey, let's gather as we've kind of walked everyone watching through the process here, discovery, gathering documents, talking to witnesses, preparing settlement offers, getting that to the opposing party. Maybe we suggest, hey, opposing you know, counsel, let's get on a four-way Zoom with the parties, with the attorneys. We don't necessarily need a formal mediator, but let's just try to see where we can go. Don't you think we can try to get on that Zoom or whatever it is, WebEx or GoToMeeting and try to hash it out and see how far we can go? I mean, I think that is something you would also get on board with. Yeah, certainly. If, if you don't need a mediator, um, a, a fifth voice in the room and you can just work between the parties over a, a conference call or even less formal back and forth via emails or letters with proposals, um, then yeah, I mean, that's certainly a viable solution and, and can be productive and it saves, saves the, the parties the expense of the mediator. Um, the only hesitancy with that is sometimes due to the bad feelings involved, getting everybody in the same room can make it a, a little tense. And, and it's easy to get sidetracked. So um, generally with informal 
between the attorney's mediation, sometimes it's better to take the heated voices out of the room and, and do it via email or, or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things. I think all of those are things that, that clients should be considering. And uh, this has been great information for clients watching so they can kind of really step by step know how they can advance their case. Because I think all of those are things that, you know, we, we started this 11 weeks ago asking, what can I do? What should I do? And what must I do? And I think we just answered all of those questions, uh, you know, with your uh, topics today. And, and so that was great stuff, Jeffrey. Thanks for uh, giving guys information on how to move their case forward during COVID-19. Appreciate it, Scott. So we continue to bring you information and try to get you the additional resources information that you can use during COVID-19 uh, to try to advance your cases. So continue to tune in every day as we bring you this, uh, as well as Thursdays during our virtual town hall. Well, you'll have an opportunity to join in live ask a question live of our panel and get an answer. Otherwise, you can always submit questions to coronavirus.divorce at cordelllaw.com and you can get answers. If you wanted a consultation, as mentioned early on, you can contact us at 866-DADS-LAW or on the web at cordellcordell.com. Until next time, have a great week.